Buen dia. Welcome back to Bold Perceptions. We got a travel episode today. It's been a minute. Been taking a little road trip through the Yucatan with my travel buddy. She's going to help me uh, get my thoughts in the air on these different cities. Merida, Izamal, the magical city, the yellow city, and Belo. Okay. Anyways, we're going to talk about some uh, food, what to see, what to do, kind of the experiences. We kind of got caught up on the road on our way here. Had to pay off some cops. It was quite interesting, but we've seen a lot of different things. It's been a nice road trip. Natalie, have you enjoyed it? Yes, I have enjoyed it. And I guess we will say there's always two ways to travel through the Yucatan is through the toll roads and then through like the, how do you call a non-toll road? A free... The local road. The local road. Yeah. But we took the scenic route, which was through all of the towns. And we went through more towns, actually, than just Valladolid and Isamal on our way to Merida. Um, but we couldn't really... They were just teeny-weeny little small towns in the middle of the road. But yeah, we did take the free road. So we did not take any toll roads on our way here. Which is why we kind of had some issues with, like, maybe, like, a little bit of corrupt cop- cops and um, <laughs> potholes. <clears throat> yeah, so this is the, the Yucatan region. I know we're in the Yucatan Peninsula, this whole thing, where you stay down in Cancun and Playa del Carmen, Tulum, all that. But we're in the north. And this is kind of like Mayan. Yeah, we're in a different state. So uh, Quintana Roo has two states. I mean, yeah, the Yucatan Peninsula has two states. It's Quintana Roo. And then you have Yucatan. And we, we came from Playa del Carmen, which was in Quintana Roo. And then we are, we're, we, we're in Yucatan, which is a different state in the Yucatan Peninsula. This is the Mayan heartland? Yeah, it's the Mayan heartland. I mean, it's all Mayan land, right? Yeah. Like Belize and Guatemala, that's like the Mayan hub. Um, so there's ruins all over, and we'll get more into that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, like Chichen Itza is in right next to Valo Di. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's like kind of a jungle, right? And the Europeans came here, conquistadors, they're going through the, the weeds, and they stumbled upon massive ruins and all that. And that's... Uh, we're going to talk about Ismal right away because this city was amazing. It's called the Yellow City. Everything is painted in this like beautiful yellow color. Um, there's a huge covenant that was built in like uh, the middle 1500s by uh, the Spanish. And it's pretty neat because um, where it's built was where um, the main kind of Mayan temple Acropolis was. And obviously they thought the Mayan religion was... Um, heresy and they were satanic worshiping so they literally built on top of that this big covenant but then surrounding it are a bunch of um temples that have they have left intact yep um yeah the the temple yeah the temples that weren't there's two other temples right that were left intact two main ones yeah, yeah but you can th- those were really cool because we could climb you didn't have to pay to get in or anything you could just like actually climb up them and go explore them at any time of the day and um yeah, they actually don't know why the city's painted yellow. We tried to look it up, but it's beautiful. It's, like, a really cool, like, super du- – like, everything's just – it's, like, colonial buildings, yeah, and it's just all yellow, like, da- like on both sides of the roads, like, all the way down. And then the – the co- it's the convent. Or convent. The co- convent. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think a convent works too, but the convent's um, yellow too, and it's, it is on top of the, of the pyramid. So it kind of feels like – like, I kept saying I felt like I was in a mountain in this region, but it's not. It's just because of the Mayan pyramids that it feels that way. And then also the cov- the covenant has like a little church in there with like a you use research right the the miraculous Miracle Guadalupe Mary yeah. yeah la Virgen de la Guadalupe or the Mary statue <laughs> and yeah they build that church in there for the Mayans to convert them t- into Catholics the Spanish conquistadores 
Um, yeah, so that's kind of... It was the Church of the Indians, right? Yeah. So they enslaved them, made them build that, and then made them worship it. But what's really interesting is what I read, the Acropolis, the, the original Mayan main temple thing that the Covenant or Coven was built over, um, and then they put the Statue of Mary in that area. They, they were talking about that had spiritual properties beforehand, so it kind of like translated into it. I don't know. So the natives were like fine with worshiping in that area because it was the same spiritual area. Anyways, we stayed at this kind of cute little yellow. Yeah, yeah, yellow hotel. I think we paid ten bucks, ten bucks each, right? Or not even. It was seventeen for a whole room, and you got two beds. You know, running water. You got a little bit of Wi-Fi. They had a pool that was closed. They're a lot more strict in the Yucatan about uh, COVID right now. In the Quinta Roo, there, the tourist is going nuts. There's no rules basically so we stayed there and at night we're like screw it because uh, we got in a little later we're like let's go explore and we already seen one from a distance one of the mayan pyramids but then we're walking and we're trying to go to the sun god pyramid. sun god pyramid which is supposed to be a massive one and then you can climb up the the top temple and see a view of the whole city so we're like screw it, let's do it it was at night and we walked on the side of the road and there's no signs and we're like did we just walk right up this thing and then we did and we got up there and it was pretty cool we met some uh other mexicans that were kind of touring it and then we get to the top and all of a sudden it starts uh drizzling a little bit right and it's like it's a pyramid and then there's another pyramid on top so that's cool and um yeah no it started raining really pretty hard out of nowhere kind of out of nowhere right and um suddenly like we turn around to like it just started sprinkling and i didn't think anything of it and i don't think you did either and then suddenly the Mexicans were like, let's get down really quickly. Like, and then they like pointed at us, like, down. And we're like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should get down. And I had like sandals on that were like, pla- that are plastic. So they like were super slippery. And I had to take them off and just kind of chuck them downhill so that I could get down the rocks. But it was super nice. And, and the pyramid had lights. So yeah, um, facing, towards, facing towards the pyramid. So that was really nice. Um, and also as the rain was hitting, it looked beautiful. So it was a really cool experience. And you can see like a 360 view of Isamal on top of that pyramid so it's really cool yeah it's a pretty small city there's only 15,000 people that live there um the area used to be like on par with chitsen itza with the mayans back in the day it was like a ton of people and all that and it was part of like a pilgrimage it was part of like a pilgrimage to go to the sun god pyramid for the mayans yeah yeah like i I was in cozumel and they had the fertility goddess i know a lot of people took long boats from uh, the peninsula to go um worship at this place to you know have good birth and and all that so this is like the sun god the, a different god that they would take pilgrimages to so then we had the wonderful idea of like wow if it's the sun god they do sacrificing up there maybe we should come here with the, the sunrise in the morning and uh so we went back to our apartment or um hotel saw a couple cool shops met some some nice people tasted the local tasted the local liquor which is like um anise and honey <laughs> Yeah, and it was pretty good. You didn't taste it. Yeah, well, one thing I did notice, too, about the people there, they weren't, uh, they were a lot more mellow and not trying to get you to buy everything, you know, compared to Playa. Everyone's trying to sell you something. They're a lot more chill, and it was a lot of good vibes. But anyways, we go back. Next morning, we wake up bright and early because we're so excited to go to the sacrificing sun god pyramid when the sun rises. And as we get up there, it's looking a little foggy, so we're like, "Uh uh-oh. And uh, we make it up there, and it's like 6.30 when the sun is supposed to rise, and it hasn't, and we're like, oh, shit. But then there was a guy that we met, right? A military guy? Yeah, we met a guy who's in the Mexican military. Oh, man, his name was Jose Antonio. 
hi if you're listening <laughs> and um yeah he was quiet like he he was like working out in the morning and like was also he lived in Valladolid actually and he was in Ismail for work and we were talking oh I was he didn't speak English so I was talking to him and I had the idea of like asking yeah Yeah, so it was too foggy, so we didn't get to do our, our sacrificing to the sun god Nika Kolak or Kulak. I cannot pronounce it. So we left. Um, then the rest of the day, we had a little local breakfast, which was quite good. Do you remember what we ate? Uh, you had panecillos, okay. and I had eggs with chaya, which chaya is like the Mexican, well, not the Yucatan spinach or other Mexican spinach, but it, yeah, it just has the same properties as spinach, and it tastes a lot of light spinach, so. Yeah, good prices too. I think I paid, what, $5 maybe for coffee and a full meal. Liked it a lot. Um, walked around and that's, I mean, it took us about a day. We saw most of what we wanted to see. But overall, I mean, isn't Ismail kind of a, an uh, off-the-radar place that most people don't check out? Yeah, like even here in Merida, like everyone says like, oh, I'm going to go to Valladolid, I'm going to go to Valladolid. And I guess it's because Valladolid is right next, well, it's closer to Chichen Itza and Chichen Itza is one of the seven, you know, wonders. It's very popular and, you know, for good reason. But um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of folks don't go to Isamal. Like actually, I've been to Cancun like a lot throughout my life and it was the very first time that I've gone and it was really, really, really beautiful. And I'm really happy that I went. Yeah. Another thing to bring up is I got a bracelet there, a yellow bracelet for only five pesos. And normally, in like Playa del Carmen, they're they're selling some bracelets for two hundred. You know, two of us are paying. So the prices were definitely right. But overall, yeah, I had a great vibe from the the town. You were saying because you're, you're you're into art, you're an artist, that it would be like a super cool place to get a bunch of artist people around and and just uh, be creative. And I did say one thing. I'm like, yo, if this was next to the water, this would be the spot. But anyways, definitely check out the magical city, the magical city, Pueblo, Pueblo Magical. Magical. It's the city of yellow. Everything's yellow. It's beautiful. Loved it. So whenever, before we got to Isamal, we made a stop in Valladolid for lunch and just to walk around and get to know the city a little bit. Um, And yeah, it was really nice. So Valladolid is known for having a lot of, there's one cenote in town that's really big and beautiful. Um, it's just now very, very touristy. So actually, it is always recommended to go to the cenotes, maybe like a little bit out of the town. But we went to go have lunch at this place where I had pescado tikin chic, and it was really good. That's like a traditional Mayan fish um, that's seasoned with like it's seasoned with Mayan like spices, and then they deep fry it. Yeah, and what I have? Cochinita. You had cochinita, which is um, pork, uh, but prepared in a certain way, and yours looked really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And then this place was a little more touristy. This is when I first started really feeling the colonial vibes. I thought it was really cool. They had a beautiful church, a cathedral. Um, we'll get the name here in a second. And we went to this one restaurant, like literally right in the main Piazza area. And they're a little touristy prices. Saw a lot of other tourists, but it was cool. It was a good vibe. Um, we didn't explore as much around the city as Merida and Izumal, but. It was cool. I mean, I think it's a cool stopover for Chichen Itza and a, a good vibe there. One thing I did forget on our way to that city, we stopped on the side of the road and they're selling things. And I got like a, a Fedora Panama type hat for only uh, $7. It was a good hat. It kinda, it's got some colors on it. I liked it a lot. But okay, our final destination that we were trying to go to from the start was uh, Merida. 
It's the capital of the Yucatan. Yep, we finally made it to Merida. And I mean, I hadn't been, I've never been to Merida, and it was your first time in Merida as well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like very, like, very pleasant. Like, Nick always says we're in the middle of the jungle, and it's true. We are, you know, the state of Yucatan doesn't necessarily have other big cities. Merida is the capital, but also, like, one of the main cities. You know, it's not like LA and San Francisco, San Diego. No, it's like, this is really kind of it. And um, the other, like, I would think even Isamal is, like, the next, like, biggest thing, and it's like a small, small town with a small, small population. But it's beautiful. I mean, the climate's definitely, like, humid and jungly, you know? We're, like, I'm often kind of sticky. <laughs> and thank God it's been kind of, like, overcast, though. It hasn't been, like, super sunny. But they say that the summers here are insane. And it is kind of far away from the ocean, but there is a town with a Progreso. beach, Progreso. It's, like, 30 minutes, and you can always just take a colectivo for, like, 40 pesos to go to the beach. Yeah, so I read a lot of reviews online and watched the YouTube uh, travel people. And I was getting a little too crazy in Playa del Carmen. So I wanted to get to a city that was more relaxed and chill. And these, this is a really European relaxed vibe. I mean, some parts like in the, the central where we are staying at this unreal hostel, I really like it. I mean, it feels like I'm dropped in somewhere in Italy. It's cafes, you can sit outside. So many cool like shops on the, on the side of the road. But everyone online was talking about how this place is, you know, way cheaper than down by Playa del Carmen and all that. And it's the safest city, I believe, in the Americas, North and South America, which is really interesting. But I've felt very safe. And I haven't uh, been much harassed. You'll Every once in a while, some people come up to you and try to sell you some stuff. But overall, it's it's got a, a good European um, feeling to it. Yeah, no, it's really very nice. Um, it definitely feels like you're in a different... Like, it definitely feels like you're not in Mexico. It definitely feels like you're in Europe in some ways. I mean like the outskirts definitely you like you know you see the town like the storefronts and the houses and yes you are in mexico and you know there's a lot of street sellers and stuff but they're not as aggressive as they are in quintana Roo for sure um also there's just like beautiful old churches that are just like stunning and there's also a beautiful clock tower and our hostel has like yeah our hostel is kind of an older building and there's like a bottom floor then the floor where the rooms are at and then there's like a rooftop and from the rooftop you can get a really nice view too um yeah, and, like, just walking, we were, we walked and we got into this courtyard that had, like, these big statues, and it was really cool, and then just, like, randomly, there was, like, this sign that said museum, and it was, like, this beautiful contemporary art museum, and it literally looked like LACMA or something, like, in a big European capital, like, it was beautiful art by, like, good, like, renowned Mexican artists, and, yeah, I was, like, so excited for that, that was beautiful, and there's a lot of museums here in, in Merida that people can go to and check out. Yeah, it's got a very good art scene and um, museum scene, too. Yeah, but going back to that hostel, hold on, tell them, tell them the name. It's Hostal Socalo. This thing is smack dead in the, the, the historical central square. square. Um, amazing views. You can see the clock tower. You can see the, the cathedral. They had this piazza where, like, it's like a circle you can walk around. Right now they had this Christmas display. There's a big, like, elephant there. It's wicked. But anyways, we stayed in uh, a mixed dormitory the first night but it was only like four beds and then the ceilings everywhere are high because it used to be an old palace the owner told me and uh we met a cool girl we'll talk about that in a second but i'm like wow this is a, a wicked vibe you could go sit um kind of in this i wouldn't say courtyard but there it's open air area where they have couches so you can get air um you know people aren't wearing the mask which is fantastic for me i love the little freedom you can smoke in there too you can kind of do whatever you want they give you free freaking breakfast so it was ten dollars for a bed in the dormitory and i liked it so much the first night i'm like you know what 
I'll stay here for two weeks. Let's do it. So I made a deal with the guy to get my own room, one bed. I got no AC, shared bathroom, you know, whatever. I'm paying $14 a night and I get free breakfast in the morning. And the breakfast is the area where you get the views of uh, the clock tower and the cathedral. But like Natalie said, there's a little rooftop too. So people go up there and chill. Um, it's a great, cool location. The one thing I did notice is, and I heard from other people that I talked to, is in the north, there's more um, English-speaking expats, Americans, nomads, and kind of in the central, in that area, I mean, I've had a hard time finding anyone that speaks uh, Spanish. Luckily, I got Natalie because she can sp- speak English, but I got Natalie and she can speak Spanish, so she's been the translator. You've been working hard. Yeah, I know. I'm going to start charging. <laughs> But the yeah no but Medina is lovely it's really cool it's very laid back like well except for the cops that keep reminding you to turn put on your mask or like cover your nose with it sorry but um but other than that like everyone talks like slower like no one's really in a rush actually even like the waiters and stuff they're not as like quick to bring you out stuff like everyone's it definitely feels more European or like Mediterranean in that way like everyone's taking it easy and yeah the cops here like I mean they're not corrupt and ever like yeah you're supposed to be safe like walking anywhere even as a like a woman alone so female travelers check out Merida for sure yeah it's one thing i did big notice is like the cops were directing traffic things are running a lot smoother here we're right next to a park there's wi-fi in the parks yeah there's wi-fi in the parks i mean it's very safe and then you know everyone hears that mexico oh be careful be careful but this place lives up to the name of being the safest city in in the america so highly recommend merida um there's a nice bar called pelinche in the square in the plaza the same where like plaza where our hostel's at and it's like a very like fine dining restaurant but it's like literally like for a beautiful cocktail and like a great appetizer it's like what twenty dollars and that's like five star restaurant so yeah, i know there's this one square i'm blanking on the name but it's by la negrita bar that uh, people go to get some drinks right now they are um you got told by the cops last night yeah, so I was coming back from sort of like getting a couple drinks last night to the hostel, and it was about like ten forty-five, and then the cops like I like said goodbye to my friends, and I was just walking literally like like a block, and the cops like pulled me over, and they were like, "Excuse me, like you're you should get home, like because after eleven, like you're gonna get fined, and if you know we see you again, like you know it'll be a problem, so please get to wherever you're staying." So yeah, I was a little bit shook at that because I mean. I've been mostly like in the Quintana Roo area and in the U.S. for the COVID situation, so I've never really had anything be strictly enforced like that. But I mean, I re- you know I respect the policies. I got home really quickly then. <laughs> yeah, but overall, it's just a very European vibe. You got a lot of colorful places. I love the the colored buildings. I know there's a, a famous palace here from the founder of the city that's bright pink. You know, this beautiful pink. And uh, I just love, I love the feeling of colors. And there's a lot in Italy. And then they also have a lot of arch column walkways. You can walk underneath so you can get in the shade. So you don't need to be blasted with the sun. That's super European. But yeah, overall, um, you know, I booked a place for two weeks. So I'm, I'm here to stay for a minute because I like the relaxed, chill vibe. If you're looking to party, you know, go down to where Natalie stays in Cancun, Playa, or Tulum. But if you're just trying to, you know, get away, live pretty cheap and in a safe area, I mean, Merida is a, is a nice spot. But Natalie, overall, I mean, you spent time in Cancun. You have a place in Tulum. What do you compare and contrast, uh, you know, Merida, which is about four hours away from those locations? Um, yeah, well, I think overall, like, it could not be more different, <laughs> right? Just the, 
yeah i mean just how the police act even like in yeah the the locals too and even just the tourists are in merida are definitely like everyone i think that's in merida is just sort of like either looking literally to move here because it's so chill and so safe and they really like that or they're starting a road trip to go sort of like towards everyone's been trying to go to campeche have you have you picked up on that like everyone at the hostel or the other travelers have like bought motorcycles or they're taking the buses and they're going to travel to campeche and then make their way you know most people go to oaxaca and stuff but um also like the travelers that go to cancun or tulum are often more like yeah they're definitely trying to avoid the covid regulations and they're more into like 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 itching for that like social atmosphere again and partying and go to the beach the gulf oh the beach this is the gulf area yeah yeah Wait, what was the question? So, like, down in that area, it's the Caribbean Sea, and where we are, we're closer oh, yeah. to the Gulf of Mexico, so there's that different vibe. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you met uh, the American lady that was trying to move down here with her daughter. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people are looking to, like, relocate here because of the prices, because of how safe it is, and overall the vibe. So, Merida is definitely check it out if you're looking for action. I know they have a bunch of cenotes and, and Mayan ruins around here. Yeah, and you, most people also go to Rio Lagartos, which is, uh, I think, about an hour and a half north. And it's got, yeah, it is the Gulf, but it's got, like, crocodiles and flamingos. And you take, like, a little boat and you go and you go, like, to this place that there's natural clay. And they, like, you get all, like, clayed up. And then you go swimming with, like, in the river and the mangroves and stuff. So that's very, that's a popular tour, too. And then you can go see Las Coloradas, which is, like, a pink beach. And that's, that's exciting, too. But they're not natural, Las Coloradas. It's artificial, but still very visually appealing. So I think, I mean, it would be a great home base for someone. Rent out an Airbnb, then go explore all around this area. So much to see. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've been blown away by how much there is in Mexico overall. I mean, I've just been on the Yucatan Peninsula the last couple months, and it seems like I could fill six months going to different places just in this peninsula. I mean, Mexico's full of different places. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I've honestly spent most of my time just like in Mexico City and Cancun and then the surrounding areas around those two cities. But yeah, there's so many places. I mean, Chiapas is filled with places. Oaxaca is filled with places. And then you've got the north too, which, you know, I've, you know, I feel like it's less popular with tourists and has more of a reputation. But even like San Luis Potosí and Querétaro are also like beautiful like places with like waterfalls and clear blue crystal water. And then Querétaro is also like very colonial and extremely safe. And that's kind of north or central north central and mexico city obviously is like the city with the most museums ever and you could spend like six months in just mexico city alone and not be done touring it so yeah mexico is crazy there's so much to see and do another point i want to make is a lot of people rent a car or rent things to go travel for the most parts the roads were very nice wouldn't you say yeah like like i said we didn't take the toll road and it was it was fine really yeah it was pretty nice road i mean it was just like skinny yeah. Right, and but I would imagine that the toll road would be like better if you want to be safer and just get there quicker. But yeah, our, our trip was very scenic. It was beautiful. Yeah, we we came across a bunch of little towns, and they have like this main piazza and all these Mexican cities with like the cathedral, the church. We we stopped uh, by a graveyard, which is cool. A lot of these graveyards in Mexico are above ground. They have like these intricate designs, and it's really neat how they you know they view death. I know it's kind of different than Americans. I mean, the Day of the Dead. Can you speak on that quick? Yeah, they do. They have they have Dia de los Muertos, which is um, November first and second, and it's basically just to honor your ancestors and your family members. And I mean, on, in some ways, like you put out food for them or like their favorite things, like maybe their favorite alcohol or their favorite, you know, snacks um, or flowers and all, and you decorate their tombstones. And it's sort of like the idea that they come back from the realm of the dead or like heaven and like enjoy the 
the human and like material things again for Dia de los Muertos. So that's like a really cool s- festival and celebration. Awesome. If you guys have any questions on the Yucatan states, shoot us a message. We'll try to answer. Check it out. Don't just sit in Tulum on the beach. I mean, maybe do that for a couple weeks, maybe a month. But, you know, going on a little adventure north. Cops aren't too bad. Uh, Just be a little careful and have a great day.